You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is a very sleep-deprived <laughs> Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, are you hanging in there? Yeah, and, and I someday, uh, not today, but some other day, <laughs> I will I will tell everyone the story of, of the sleeping tight ends that I that I told you before the before uh, the. It's crazy. It's it's uh, it's a little weird. I'm a little weird. If you guys haven't figured that out, um, yes, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm certainly excited that uh on my sleepy day there's probably not going to be a lot of cowboys news because they're they're uh you know moving along up north to san francisco and i'm triply excited that uh tomorrow we actually get to see people wearing cowboys uniforms doing something that looks like football absolutely so coming up on today's show we preview the cowboys first preseason game against the san francisco 49ers you can watch that game live on nfl network at 10 p.m eastern time or 7 p.m. Best Coast time. So instead of breaking down the mismatch, yeah, yeah, I, like I did, that little, I did, like, yes, that's yeah, yeah, a perfect. All right, so instead of breaking down this matchup, um, we're just going to talk about some players and things that we are excited to see uh, from the Cowboys on Thursday night. Now we haven't heard for sure, but it sounds like you're not going to see uh, a lot of the starters. Probably more on offense. I don't ex- expect to see Dak Prescott or Zach Martin or Tyron Smith. Uh, and on defense, you'll probably see a lot of you know younger guys in there, but don't expect to see guys like Sean Lee to Marcus Lawrence. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about some things that we are going to be interested to watch. Um, I actually want to start out with Rico Gathers because before we jumped on this podcast, uh, Mike Fisher from 105.3 uh, The Fan was talking about Rico Gathers and how he has been the best receiving tight end in camp. Now, Landon, I'm going to ask you if you agree with that assessment um, and maybe what you have thought of Rico so far through camp and maybe what you expect from him uh, on Thursday night. Well, this is, man, this is, we could do a whole podcast on Rico, really. And uh, We kind yeah, of have. We we've have. done it before. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, those dark days of offseason get, uh, get bleak. Um, you know, I, I mean, no one respects Mike more than I do, obviously. I, I, I love Mike. We're buddies, you know. Um, so, uh, but, but that's, you know, I, that's his opinion. It's not my opinion. I, I, I think that Blake Jarwin is to me, as far as just receiving skills go is far and away the best receiving tight end on this team. I mean, that's basically what he's going to be used for. Um, now here's where, here's where I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in things though. Um, you know, I have been the person very much tapping, uh, slamming the brakes on Rico Gathers. Um, and a lot of it has been under the context of, you know, what people are expecting of him. Um, I, I think the idea that he is some sort of Jimmy Graham or uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Well, I yeah. mean, more, more. Uh, you know, the, I, I think the basketball players are the problem. The basketball player comparisons. So Antonio Gates, like those, those Gonzalez, yep. those guys are different. Like those guys are different, like athletes than Rico Gathers is. Like Rico is a like those guys were you know small forwards playing 
uh, you know, tight end essentially. I mean, you know, they they're kind of bigger, but I, I, maybe they play maybe they play the four every once in a while. But they weren't, you know, th- those guys are, are athletic. They they can they can get up, they can get up and down the field. They're quick, they're smooth. You know, like those are all things that very much translate to the type of game that they have. So the idea that Rico was going to translate to that, to me, always felt like this is a bad match here. And especially when I went and saw what he looked like, you know, he's he's very plodding. He's very uh, he's not he's the opposite of smooth, chunky, whatever it is, um, crunchy, 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 crunchy. I guess because we're going to be paper. Um, either way, um, he's he, he's. That is definitely not his game. And I don't know that that specifically will ever be his game, you know, like that like that will be his dominant trait. So that that has always been the lens in which I've viewed the Rico Gather situation. Come last few days, like he has really shown he showed some things in, in goal line in, in uh red in red zone. He showed showed some things as a blocker. And to me, the people that uh, you know, at on the shows that talk about him, they talk about how the coaches that didn't like him before are gone now, um, and they you know they t- just talk generally more about uh, you know using him as like a red zone target, a red zone tight end, uh, and a goal line kind of guy. Now, I can if you can find a way to, he's still gonna have to find the way to play special teams, and and that's even. More difficult sure. this year with all the rule changes. So if you can find a way, and Brian Brothers talked about all this, so I'm not like pretending like I made this up. I'm just agreeing with this context for Rico. Uh, if if you can find him a, a, a job on the kickoff, uh, on the uh, sorry, the extra point of the, the field goal team, and then you know get him in there on red zone packages as a blocker and receiver, you know he's got to be able to do both. But if he can do all those things, then I yeah I think there's a spot on this team. All right, I think that there's at least that makes him a lot more palatable. Because my my issue with Rico has always been I, I can't if he if I got him I got to bring him on the forty six. Like he he can't I just don't think he can be one of those fifty like those seven inactive guys. Like I just I I, I, I think if, if you're taking the risk to keep him on your team you you got to play him. And if you got to play him he's got to be game day useful, which means, you know, for tight end, he's got to play special teams. So I've been a fan of Rico Gathers for a while, and even I was a little dubious that this this was going to be the year for him. You know, when I saw some of the training camp videos, he did look uh, clunky is the way I would say with his route running. It's very choppy. Uh, he did The extra weight did seem to slow him down. He didn't look like the same athlete that we saw last year in the preseason. Uh, but the more that you think about this team and, you know, the construction of this roster, uh, you know, the receivers, they've got a lot of guys that are going to do work in the intermediate short part of the field. They're really missing a guy that can win in contested areas in the red zone. Um, and I think back yeah. to, I think it was 2012 or 2013, uh, the Lions had a tight end named Joseph Fourier yeah, then, who couldn't block, yeah. couldn't couldn't do anything in the middle of the field, but they brought him in down near the goal line. I think he had seven touchdowns one year. I could see the Cowboys carving out a role like that for Rico. You know, maybe you get him 15 snaps on offense, but they're, you know, they're important snaps. You know, they're when you need touchdowns. Could that happen? I don't know. But I think this preseason is going to be very, very important for Rico. If he can limit his mistakes, show a few big splash plays for the Cowboys offense, 
then I think that's going to go a long ways to helping him gain a roster spot. Uh, last year, I think he was on track, and then he got hurt in practice. Uh, Rico just needs to have a solid uh, performance on Thursday night, and I expect him to get a ton of snaps. Um, let's go ahead and move on to uh, another player that I'm interested in watching, and a guy that I kind of rode off before the season started, and that's Lance Lenore. I think everybody, when they were doing their depth charts and you know the ranking the receivers on the roster, Lance Lenore would always come in seventh, eighth, ninth, total afterthought. Uh, I know he didn't have a great practice on Monday. It was, but uh, you know this is a guy that just really surprised a lot of people. So, uh, talk to us about Lenore, and are you excited to see him on, on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I, I think that uh, you know this is obviously the kind of situation where Lance is going to get a real shot. You know, I mean, he's he, he will probably play a ton of snaps. Um, he's you know he has made himself extremely difficult to cut. And and I the I do not envy any of the people that are involved in cutting that down that wide receiver room because I, I think that you're probably going to put a, a good player on the street. Um, I, I mean agree. I mean no matter whether it's wide receiver seven or eight, uh, you're you're probably going to put a good player on the street. So um, it'll be interesting to see if maybe someone becomes a trade bait or you know if 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 they try to move the guy because they clearly have a nice collection of guys. I mean, you can say what you want about the guys at the top. Maybe you're not comfortable with the guys at the top. Um, but I feel like at the very least, if you I mean, just look at the fact that, you know, Terrence Williams was your starting Z receiver last year. And, you know, I, I'm not saying he's going to get cut, but I, I, he's definitely not guaranteed a spot, I would say. And, and if he is guaranteed a spot, it's only because of his salary. So, you know, sure. I, I don't know that, you know, everyone wants to say, well, we haven't gotten anyone better than Dez. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But two through five has just gotten way, way better than it was last year. So I think that that's something to keep in mind with that. And, and, and going back to Lance specifically, um, yeah, I think, again, he's also going to need to find something to do on special teams because he's not going to get enough snaps as a wide receiver in the regular season, I don't think, to justify a, a roster spot just on that. I, I think he's going to need to be a guy that can also play some special teams as well. Uh, but if he can, uh, yeah, I mean, look, he, he arrives on time. He, despite those drops yesterday, he basically catches everything that's thrown at him. Um, and he's clearly a favorite of the quarterback, which I think is important, you know? So uh, all those things add up to me is I think Lance Norris got a really good shot at making this team. One of the guys that will probably be throwing him a lot of passes uh, tomorrow night is Cooper Rush. Uh, last year, Cooper Rush had a fantastic preseason. Uh, he really won the quarterback two job uh, from Kellamore. I think they, they cut Kellamore a couple weeks in the season, promoted Rush to be the backup. And that doesn't happen very often from an undrafted rookie quarterback. Um, so, Rush, we're looking for him to take little steps here in, uh, you know, this year in preseason. Would you say that he's further along this year than he was last year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely further along than he was last year. I mean, I don't know how much further along, but I, I think... Does he look like the same player, basically, though? 
you know, it's tough because I mean, I, I now I have expectation on him, so like I, right. I, I don't really. It's hard for me to parse that a little bit, but um, I I don't think he's looked. I, I mean, I think he's looked pretty good. I mean, he hasn't looked terrible. Um, I, I think you know the same way that Dak is going through new receivers, so is Cooper Rush. You know, this whole these all these quarterbacks are dealing with new receivers. I mean, Mike White because he's a rookie, but uh, you know, all these guys are kind of dealing with the, with the new crew to be throwing at, and and you know, that crew also being taught by a new wide receiver coach, and also them being taught by a different quarterback coach. So, I think things are very different than they were last year. Um, you know, and I think the other thing too is that you know, despite what people may remember or not, I mean. I was ready to cut Kellen Moore before Dak got hurt. <laughs> like, mm. you know, like Kellen Moore was – I love Kellen Moore, and I think he's going to be a great – I really do honestly believe think he'll be a great quarterbacks coach because if you can play in the NFL, if you can just make it to the NFL with the, with the just the lack of skill set, physical skill set that that guy has, like you got to have a, a, a level of cerebral understanding of the game that is pretty intense. But anyways, he was, he was destroying – reps he was destroying practice reps like you couldn't even you couldn't yeah. even get yeah. through a, a a you know a seven on seven drill without you know him fluttering a duck out there to a, a open receiver so you know i think part of that was just by necessity of them needing someone better than kill him more uh this year now he enters in as this as the backup or you know that's the job is his uh and you know he hasn't really done anything to kind of give it away or or uh or to you know and say that he's ready for the next step or anything um but at the same time i don't think mike white's done anything uh to imply that he's ready to challenge uh uh cooper at all and i don't know that he's even done enough to guarantee his spot on this team really now that's that's some interesting information so we kind of expect rush to probably play the first quarter uh maybe white the next two and probably uh, Dalton Sturm, a uh, name that we have not talked about on this podcast. I'll yet. talk about Dalton. Probably. I like Dalton. I Go like ahead. Dalton, man. I, I think. Do you like him better than White? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, not as not as a prospect. No, I, I mean, I, okay. I, 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 and I don't think he's making the team, and I, I don't want him to make the team or anything like that. But I like him. But could he hang around? Could he hang around on a practice Maybe, squad? Maybe you know. I think he's he reminds me of he's got a really live arm. He's got a really nice arm, uh, and he's and he's athletic, you know, and, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he could definitely hang around on the practice squad, maybe ours. Um, and, yeah, I think he could give you some good looks because of his – I mean, I think he has kind of a – what would be described now as a Russell Wilson yeah, – he's got a very Dak part, you know, like kind of game, you know, to him. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's he just – he's not the physical stature of either of those two people. I mean, he's, he's very slight, and that's the issue is – he, you know, guys like Dak and, and Russell Wilson are, I mean, they're big dudes. I mean, it may not seem that way, but Russell Wilson is, even though he's short, he is very, you know, athletic and muscular and, and, and built for the punish, you know, punishment he takes. Dak even more so. Dak's even bigger. Um, but this guy, you know, he's not going to be able to live in the NFL rolling it out or running zone reads or, you know, running with his feet. He, he's, he'll get broken pretty quick. And before we move on to the defense, is there anybody else on the offense that maybe you're looking forward to seeing that we haven't mentioned so far on the podcast? You know, I just want to uh, – really, it's the whole wide receiver core because 
I, I'm at this point. I've gotten to the point now where I just don't know. Like, I, I need I, we need to gauge the, these guys, especially the wide receivers and the DBs, against another team because I, I, I don't I can't quantify how good these wide receivers are or these DBs because I really just don't feel like I know anything. I feel like the DBs are really good. I, I feel like that's they I feel like Spoiler. that that they is are. what is going on. Um. And so what that means is that it's hard for me to gauge the wide receivers because, you know, the, the wide receivers have got, a, like we mentioned previously, they got a lot of moving parts changing with them. And then I'll add on top of that the fact that they're going against a very talented, deep, and young secondary. Uh, it, it, it's making the whole uh, process of evaluating it very difficult. So, so just getting that extra angle of, Seeing these guys go against a, a different team, uh, I think I think it's something, you know, at least. Moving on to the defense, probably the player that I am the most excited to see is uh, a Cowboy rookie, and that's fourth-round pick Dorrance Armstrong. Now, we talked about Armstrong on the podcast. Uh, I believe it was the last time we did a show. Uh, but these preseason games, usually the defensive line – kicks the offensive line's butt. There's just more defensive line talent in the NFL than there is offensive line talent. Um, I'm looking to see how far Dorrance Armstrong is in his development. Does he look like he's further along than what Taco was at the same time last year? Uh, Where they're using Armstrong, are they using him on the right side, left side, both sides? Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see what he provides as a pass rusher at the next level. Uh, any thoughts on Dorrance Armstrong tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I'm definitely interested as well. I mean, the, the guy has clearly shown you so much in, in training camp uh, that it's it's time to, to kind of see how that translates into the game. And again, like just like I was saying before, you know, you, you watched him go against your bottom rung, your third rung, your second rung, and, and you've seen him take a couple snaps against your starters. So now it's kind of just time to see what this guy will do uh, against another team. One guy that we really haven't talked a lot about on this show since he's been drafted, and that's first-round pick Leighton Vanderesh. I feel like it's been a very, very quiet uh, training camp for Vanderesh, and that's not to say that he's having a bad camp or anything. It's just usually the first-round pick out, you know, they outshadow the rest of the draft picks, but because of uh, Armstrong and Michael Gallup and Connor Williams, it just seems like he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. So. I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of Van Der Esch uh, on Thursday night. I expect him to probably be uh, the middle linebacker with the ones. You'll probably see Joe Thomas uh, as the weak side linebacker. But can you just kind of fill us in on what's been going on with Van Der Esch at training camp and uh, maybe what you expect to see from him over the next couple of weeks? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the name that you, you also left out there and, and as far as muddying the waters for Van Der Esch is Jalen Smith. I mean, Jalen Smith has yeah. been incredible out there. And, you know, I think that you've I, I'm hoping now we've kind of moved past the art the debate of of is he Notre Dame or whatever like because it just it doesn't really matter like I think it, at this point we should evaluate him for what he is and, and, and right now he's, he's an extremely athletic big middle linebacker so uh, I don't know if let me ask you this question yeah, real yeah, quick sure. on how how much further along or behind would you say he is compared to like Anthony Hitchens at this same time in his career or even last year? I mean, 
Because I, I, I think he's going to be better than Anthony get, Hitchens. I, I, and that's kind of the point. If you can get somebody who is as good or better than Anthony Hitchens, you'll take that. Yeah, I think he's going to be better than Anthony Hitchens. I mean, I, I I was never that big of an Anthony Hitchens fan. I mean, you know, I, that's, I, mean I, I think he was he was fine. I think he was uh, more of a will playing in a Mike's – well, not in Mike's body, but playing Mike. Uh, I, I yeah. think that, you know, he – uh, he, I, I love, I love him as a third linebacker. Like he's the best third linebacker, you know, because he can do yeah, it all. Because he can do it all, and he can do it. Like he'll, he'll, he'll make plays. Like uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like he's a bum. Like the guy's, he's a good player. Um, I just didn't think that. I, I felt like the Cowboys fans specifically overvalued him, and I think the Chiefs really overvalued him. Um, but. I think that I think that Jalen can do more than that. You know, I think that he can be a, a playmaker on this defense. I think you know, I mean, he's he's already kind of shown it out here a couple different times, man. Where, you know, it's the ball goes outside and he's meeting the the running back in the backfield. You know, he's sniping through the line of scrimmage. He's taking on blockers, disengaging. You know, he's he's the starting middle linebacker right now, and I don't think it's close. And that's—I don't think it has anything to do with Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, I think Vander Esch is developing fine. And let me bring it back to Vander Esch. Uh, you know, I think Vander Esch is doing fine. And I think if they weren't so uh, concerned with getting him ready to play Mike linebacker, I think that he would probably be getting a lot more snaps rotated in as the Will linebacker, or you know, maybe bumping the other guy over and letting Leighton play with the first with the ones, and then Jalen as the Will. But clearly, I think that they're very uh, focused on trying to get Leighton ready to play Mike at this point. And that's why he's running second team Mike is because they want to make sure – they want to get him used to making the calls and that sort of thing and, and doing all of that stuff. So if it turns out that he ends up being the uh, starting Mike and, and they end up doing – you know, kind of finding a role for Jalen that's outside of that, that he, he will be ready for that. All right. Let's take a step back really quickly before we go. Um Let's say next year, Sean Lee moves on. The Cowboys release him, he retires, whatever happens. What do you think is the best spot for each Jalen and Leighton Van Der Esch? Because to me, the body says that Van Der Esch should probably be your middle linebacker, but I think he almost is a better fit at will because of his speed. Uh, what do you think is the best spot for each of those guys? You know, I'm, I, I, I'm starting to feel that way too a little bit. Is that, you know, and, and, and when you look at the two of them, like, is is Jalen really even that much smaller than? No, Jalen has really bulked up. Yeah. Since he's so my point is, is that like, if if the, if one guy is clearly a much better take on blocker or moving forward type linebacker, which is kind of more the Mike job, and one guy is like a fantastic run and hit linebacker, uh, but you know still needs some work on taking on blocks. I mean. That sounds like the job definitions right there. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I agree. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not completely ruling that out at all. Uh, I also think that. I don't know. I also think that it doesn't matter that much. You know, I, I because I think that. You know, he's just get two guys that can. Yeah, cover and, and, and they're gonna. That's all and, you really and they're do. gonna play so much. You know, nickel and dime, and so, you know, and those roles really become 
indistinguishable once you start talking about that. So uh, th- I'm sure they'll figure it out, and and, uh, and it's a problem for next year. But I I I kind of feel like either one of the those two players can play either uh, one of those two spots. Any guys in the secondary you're looking forward to seeing? I want to see Marquez White, man. I think that uh, you know there's been a lot of talk. A name we haven't yeah, talked about. It, it, yeah, we haven't talked well, about you know, him at he's, all. He, he's I see him making plays every once in a while. He's not making interceptions, right? Though I actually did think I saw him make an interception at one point in practice. But I, I just think that you know, like he he is still such a great fit for this this defense and what Chris Richard wants to do. Um, and I think he's going to get a ton of snaps tomorrow. So uh, a guy that yeah, it's just I feel like. Uh, you're right. They ha- like, especially relative to some of these other names we've heard, um, you haven't heard a ton about. But I- I'm hoping that uh, the game kind of the lights turn on and, and and he turns on. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. But he's definitely a guy I want to watch. Uh, and then I definitely, you know, look. I think the game is really the best opportunity to evaluate uh, the safety, specifically the free safety, but all, both safeties really. Um, because you know practice is just it's just you know it's just not the same uh, and then just kind of not on the secondary only but really linebackers and specifically the nose tackles we talked about potentially Antoine Wood Brian Price is a guy I want to I'm definitely going to pay attention to obviously for the same reason because we, we just don't get a chance to really look at these nose tackles properly in training camp because they don't it's just not full physicality i guess is the best way sure um but again also the linebackers because i think that the linebackers and the running backs running backs we kind of know what we've got i mean we may see some bo scarborough if that interests you and that sort of thing but but we kind of know what we got but with the linebackers we're still trying to figure out what we've got so that'll be interesting to see um you know jalen i think we'll get some snaps laden we'll definitely get some snaps uh i, I want to see joe thomas i want to see justin march lillard uh i want to see you know uh those guys uh running and making tackles and bringing people to the ground because I think that's, you know, a clear uh, hole in our evaluation at this point of the team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see the Chris Richard effect on the Cowboys defense. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lane and Nat McCool BCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. Football is back. And we make sure you guys come back here uh, so we can talk all about it once the game finishes. Mm-hmm.